Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop. We work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality, and performance that underpin well-being as a competitive advantage. Our solutions include a well-being portal, an audit service, bespoke guide, workshops, and leadership coaching. Find out more by visiting www.bodyshopperformance.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Remove the Guestwork podcast. It's great to be speaking to you again. I hope you had a good Christmas. I hope you had a good New Year. I very much hope as well you managed to give COVID a swerve and you and your family are well. Um, we actually had a couple of COVID scares ourselves. We had to isolate for 10 days twice. Thankfully, the period overlapped considerably. Although, to be honest, in the uh, tier four where I am in London and now, of course, lockdown, it actually hasn't made a great deal of difference in terms of the self-isolation. So, yeah, so hope you're doing well. This is going to be about goal setting, but not in the, like, what are your goals? Let's agree what they are, put sub goals together. How are you going to hold your feet to the fire? It's not that kind of podcast. Um, I don't think we need to be putting ourselves under any more pressure than we already are. I think it's important to have a few objectives and perhaps to have some goals, but to be fairly flexible around them and not to have too many and not for them to be too big. For instance, an example of a uh, appropriate goal, in my opinion, is a goal I've got around health, which is simply to avoid COVID. I don't want it. I don't want to spread it. So my sole goal this year is not to get COVID. And in order to make that happen, I will unfortunately be minimizing my contact with people um, quite a lot. Um, I'll certainly be implementing the hands face space advice. Uh, I won't bore you with the detail of what I'm doing to, to avoid COVID, but it's it's a fair bit, not too much. Um, I'm very keen not to get it. So, so that's my primary health goal. And beyond that, I don't really have any goals for health. I know I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing. So I'm focusing on consistency of what I'm doing instead, which I'm going to follow up on in a second. But I did want to share a piece of advice with you that I read about in a newsletter from a property investor that I follow called Rob Dix. Now, Rob um, has credited somebody else with this, this particular piece of advice. It's not from him, but I got it from him. And it's this idea of never missing twice. I just want to share this with you. So the idea is that if you have a, a daily goal, something that you're, you're following on a daily basis, the idea is that if you do skip a day, you never skip it twice. So that let's say my goal is daily meditation and I, I miss today. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't try and catch up. Don't berate yourself. Make sure you don't miss it tomorrow. Never miss it twice. And I think if you do that, you will get that degree of consistency. And it's permissive. If, if the odd day happens where you don't get this thing done, it's not a biggie. It's not the end of the world. So I really like that. So never miss twice is one big takeaway from this pod. See if you can put that into practice with whatever it is that you're striving to achieve with daily consistency or near daily consistency. And the other thing that I just want to talk about is what creates consistency. Um, now, it's a number of different strands, but I wanted to share an anecdote with you uh, about the importance of having a strong motivating factor, because this is what makes things happen. When we're very, very committed to the outcome or very, very committed to the why of, of why we have a goal in place. And this story is about a lady called Claire. And I met Claire 
eight years ago, seven or eight years ago. And I was looking on our local forum and I was doing a search on personal trainer to try and find leads on the forum. And I found a post from Claire that said, I've got a, a marathon place with the uh, Multiple Sclerosis Society, the MS Society. My father's profoundly ill with the disease and I really want to do something to help. I've got a marathon place. Now I'm terrified. I wonder what I should do to train. Any ideas? Maybe I should get a personal trainer. Uh, I found that through the Google for the uh, the search for personal trainer. Replied and said, "Well, look, I am a PT. I'd love to help you. Why don't we have a coffee?" We met up for a coffee. We got on well. She hired me, and we started training. We started training in late November, so that's a fairly good four or five month run up for the marathon. And we trained through all weathers in the first couple of months. Literally, snow, sleet, hail, rain, sun gray day, overcast, the whole shebang. We ran through the lot. And we got up to a mile and Claire said, oh, that's incredible. I'm so proud, but I don't know how I'll ever get to 5k. We got up to 5k and she'd say, yeah, I mean, I know I'm so pleased, but how will I ever do twice that for 10k? We got up to 10k. She said the same thing and on we went. So each time she thought she couldn't push past it anymore. And what drove her forward was this strong motivating factor. She never lost sight of the fact that her dad couldn't run. Her dad had a machine that got him out of bed, a machine that turned him over. He was very, very, and still is, very, very ill with the condition. And it was that strong motivating factor that kept her going. Now, it's a nice little twist to this story as well, because when we got halfway through the training, uh, in early January, I said to her, you know what, it's a real shame I'm not running this marathon with you, because I'll have done all the training by the time April comes around. And she almost stopped in her tracks and said, oh, my God, I wish you were. So I said, well, look, how about this? Why don't you write to the MS Society, ask them if they've got a spare place they'd like to give me. I'll, I'll commit to raising the £2,000 and then we'll let that be the deciding factor. She said, OK. So she wrote to the MS Society. They came back and they said, you know what? Yes, we'll give Leanne a place. We think it's a great story. We'll do some PR around it. So I got the place. I raised about two and a half thousand. Claire raised about seven thousand. So in total, we raised about nine and a half grand for the MS Society. And I ran over the finish line with her on that uh, that sunny day in April. And it was one of the most wonderful experiences of my professional career as a PT at that point, because uh, Claire was literally a couch potato. She'd admit that herself. They would be her words. And she crossed the finish line of the London Marathon and we did it hand in hand. It was just a wonderful, um, emotional moment. Um, she couldn't believe she'd done it. And we, we, it was just a wonderful thing to do and a wonderful thing to share. But it was that strong, motivating factor that got her through all the training. Because the marathon's extraordinarily tough, don't get me wrong. But it's just one day. The training is four months of running three times a week. And she was very, very committed. I don't recall her ever cancelling a run. But I do recall getting her in from a run, lying her on the floor and, and stretching her out. And, and her little daughter at the time was very young, couldn't understand why her mum looked like she was in pain from some of these stretches. So she'd come over and stroke her mum's head and while I was putting her in these various different stretches. It was very, very sweet. The whole thing was a wonderful experience. So find what your strong motivating factor is. And if there isn't one, I would question whether or not this is really something that you want to change or, or achieve. Um, and then finally, just to touch on consistency, what makes uh, a habit, you know, you, how, how are you able to get consistency? And for me, it's having that strong motivating factor. It's been very clear on why I do something. So my non-negotiables are 
to meditate every day because it has a profound effect on my physiology and helps me to feel more calm and composed and less reactive. And I feel good doing it. So there's enough there for me to make sure that happens daily. I eat a large number of vegetables every day because I know from the science that that reduces the risk of disease. And I'm very committed to being disease free. Very committed. So that's easy for me to achieve. My sleep needs to start with a seven, which means getting to bed by a certain time. I have a consistent bedtime, a consistent wake time. And most of the time I get between seven and eight hours of good quality sleep. Not every time, in which case I just double down on the following evening. You can't always control every element of sleep. Like most people, when lockdown was announced on Monday, 4th of Jan, um, I didn't get a very good night's sleep that evening. And I don't know anyone who did anecdotally. Uh, and then the last, uh, the fourth non-negotiable for me is movement. Um, and I do a minimum of 10,000 steps a day. And I, I'm very committed to that. I have a strong motivating factor. I know how important movement is for energy, for physical health. And what's increasingly important to me is mental health as well. So I make sure that I get that stuff done. And I have this strong motivating factor, which is to be well and to be energized and to suck all the marrow out of life, to get everything I can out of life, as much enjoyment and fulfillment as possible. So that is essentially how I achieve the consistency. So to summarize for you, Never miss twice is a really great little tip, I think. If you miss today, don't worry, but don't miss tomorrow. Get back on the horse and then you're only ever 24 hours away from getting it done again, whatever it is. Have a strong motivating factor, like Claire. Be really plugged in to why you are doing something and then achieve consistency with it, which is about having small, realistic goals that you're very, very connected to and that are relatively easy for you to do because we're all under a lot of strain at the moment. Don't increase that any more than you need to um, by having big goals that actually aren't that relevant to your short-term future and happiness. So thanks very much for listening. Please share this episode with anyone you think needs to hear it. It's, it's really great to be back behind the microphone again. I will say that. It was good to have the break. Delighted to be back. So I'll be bringing you weekly episodes rolling every Saturday from now on in for the rest of the year. All the best. As always, stay healthy. If we can do anything to help, give us a shout at bodyshopperformance.com. And all the very best for now. If you'd like to find out more about what we do for companies, head over to our website, bodyshopperformance.com. You'll also have the opportunity while you're there to take our health IQ quiz. If you'd like to find out more about how you sleep, your mental health, your energy, your body composition, digestive health, and your overall fitness for the rigors of life, take our short health IQ quiz and get a highly personalized report at the end. That's over there at the website, bodyshopperformance.com.